Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tonight, Michael Brown joins me here. This is the former FEMA director. Talk show host, Michael Brown. Brownie. Now. Brownie, you're doing a heck of a job. The Situation with Michael Brown. You're a political expert. On 630 KHOW, Denver's talk station. Time to wake up, you sleepyheads. You're listening to The Situation with Michael Brown on 630 KHOW. Here are the rules of engagement. Text the word Mike to 33103. Download the free-to-you iHeartRadio app. Be sure to favorite two shows, The Situation with Michael Brown and The Weekend with Michael Brown. If you don't, I'll see you in your dreams. The little red microphone button and leave a talk back message. If you'd like, you can follow Michael on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, as well as stream the program live, download the podcast, listen to a compilation of the different talkbacks, check out the merch, and see the various photos and stories that Dragon posts. You can visit MichaelSaysGoHere.com. That sweetheart. Michael says go here.com. <laughs> That's right. Michael and Dragon. Let's get started. Morning, Mike. Morning, Dragon. Hey. Beautiful Monday morning. Yeah. Just thought you need a new uh New theme song for your show. How about clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you. The, the question I have, however, is, is he referring to... The nut jobs out, you know, amongst us in, you know, out there in the in the world, or is he referring to here in the building, or is he referring to right here? I mean, literally, like right here. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Um, and has been for quite some time. My argument that, in terms of the, I mean, let's read. Let, let's let's first back up, going all the way back to Bush v. Gore, and actually going all the way back to Lyndon Johnson, the Johnson. The, I'm sorry, the Kennedy Nixon campaign of 1960. We had voter fraud in Cook County, Illinois. And in, in several counties down in the hill country of Texas, uh, well, actually even beyond the hill country of Texas, way beyond that, because Lyndon Johnson was such a devious, uh, corrupt politician 
and has had such tight control over that. If you've never read Robert Caro's multi-volume biography of Lyndon Johnson, uh, starts out with the path to power. I, I, I would strongly, strongly urge you to read it. It's, however, I will tell you, it's like taking on war and peace. And the final volume is not quite out yet, and I can't wait to get my hands on it. Uh, Carol hasn't announced. In fact, Carol stopped doing the Johnson biography. He's like 120 years old now, or something, in order to write a book about writing. And a lot of the, a lot of us who were anxiously anticipating the final, the last version, which covers Johnson's presidency, were like, "What the hell are you doing?" You could be dead. You could die and not finish this book. So come on, finish the book. Finish the biography. Long story short, it's it's a it is a treatise. It is a um, oh, well, a master class. They they call them master classes. You read all the biographies of of that Carol has written about Lyndon Johnson. You will come away with a incredible understanding of exactly how Washington, D.C. works. And from a historical perspective, you will see how we have gotten to where we are today. And I would say, now, our politics has always been rough and tumble. It's always been nasty. It's always been a big fight. But the tribalism that we now see today, you can see the very genesis of that in the Kennedy-Nixon election of 1960. And so over all those decades, we've reached the point where our politics have just denigrated into this free-for-all. I have said numerous times that with respect to the 2020 election having been stolen or not, that I have not seen the evidence that shows that there are enough votes in enough precincts to overturn the election. And then, of course, the political science part of me says, and even if we do find that, what's the remedy? Because there is nothing in the Constitution about what the remedy is. And in in law, there's always a remedy. There's either a statutory remedy, there's a, there's a remedy in equity, there is some sort of remedy that the courts will fashion, either guided by statute or guided by Uh, guided by the equities, you know what is fair. And in this case, we don't have any statutory provisions. We don't have any constitutional provisions. And so if, if indeed there was ever proof that the 2020 election was indeed stolen and that there were enough ballots cast, either erroneously, fraudulently, fake, whatever adjective you want to use to describe the ballots, to show that Donald Trump won in those swing states, and that the Electoral College count would have changed, what do you do? Do you um, say time out, and you have a new inauguration, and, and install Donald Trump? And let's say that it occurs today. So how do you do that? Um, what's the constitutional provision? What's the statutory provision? What, what, what's, what, what court's going to do that? I mean, I know eventually it would get to the Supreme Court, but I, I suppose that in order for it to get to the Supreme Court, who would be the parties? Would Trump, as an individual, sue um, a Biden? Because 
in terms of proof that Biden didn't did it, there's really no proof that Biden is the the boogeyman. The boogeyman is actually all of the people who engaged in the fraud in 2020, and the numbers would have changed because of those particular individuals' actions. So are those the precinct captains? Are those the uh, county clerks? Are they, I mean, who is it? So is it Trump versus, you know, 322 county clerks? Or, oh, I forget how many number of counties. How many, uh, the number of counties? I mean, it raises all of these issues. Now, I'm still not convinced that the 2020 election was stolen. I am still convinced that there was fraud in the 2020 election, but I've not seen the evidence. However, see, I was going to use the word but, but that might give you the wrong impression. However, there is some breaking news that I find fascinating that is an indication that maybe Republicans ought to get serious about ballot security. Maybe they ought to get serious about voter ID. Maybe they ought to get serious about how we count, hand count, machine count, all of these things. And and guess who created that issue? Well, guess what? It was not Donald Trump. In what I think is really one of the most um, interesting moments has to do with the a third-party candidate, Jill Stein. Buckle up, and buckle up in advance, because if, and I know it's a big if, but if Republicans, and I don't necessarily mean congressional Republicans, but I mean Republicans across the board, state legislators, Representatives and senators, county commissioners, you know, and and, and in fact, I would say that probably the most important group of people that could have an effect on the 2024 election are county commissioners. Why? Because they control the purse strings for the county clerks who enter into the contracts for the voting machines to count the votes. And, of course, they control the budgets of the county clerks in terms of hiring people to do all the stuff that occurs during election. And they could put the kibosh on that real quickly and say, you know what, based on what we're hearing from other places, maybe we ought to try to figure out what you're doing and how you're doing it. Detroit. See, it's not this time it's not Cook County. It's Detroit. Democrat cheating is being exposed by Jill Stein. Say to expose voter injustice has backfired once again. The Green Party candidate just blew the lid off major ballot box fraud in Detroit, a city where Hillary Clinton won big. Election officials uncovering more votes than voters in a third of the city's precinct. Really? Voting irregularities in the city of Detroit. In 37% of the city's precincts, more votes were cast than the actual number of registered voters. 
<laughs> All right, Judge Andrew Napolitano is here. I think you have this wrong. I think it was Chicago and not Detroit. Oh, it may have been Chicago as well. <laughs> do you know how this was uncovered? You do know. Yes. This was Jill Stein's recount. Yes. Came up with what she was not expecting right, and wasn't right, looking for. Right, right. Let, me, let me tell you how this happened. and You can pass constitutional judgment. The poll worker takes the ballot and puts it into a scanning machine and says, Oh, golly gosh, it jammed. Do it again. And again. And again. And again. Yeah, well, so the vote was voted. counted constantly. Right, 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 right. Well, th that is a different kind of fraud. Yes. Because that is the government defrauding itself. The poll worker is an employee of or a volunteer in behalf of the government. Yes. So you're talking about a crime now. It's one thing for a voter to vote twice. We've had some well-respected people vote twice, without mentioning names. It's another thing for the government to actively participate in the fraud. Either way, this is what Donald Trump warned about. It yes. turned out that his warning was, though accurate, not necessary for him to fear, because Michigan went for him anyway. But but that's that's the political analysis. Here's the legal analysis. The law guarantees fair elections, not perfect ones. If this had changed the outcome, it would be unfair and it would warrant a, a, a serious well, inquiry. It, would, it does change the actual raw vote totals. doesn't change who gets Michigan's, Michigan's electoral votes and doesn't change right. who becomes president. But it happened in 248 precincts. Yes. More votes were cast so than voters. That tells you, just, just from uh, observing it, organized, government involved, government violating its own laws. Will anybody be punished? Probably not. This is a small donor campaign. We have raised at this point uh, over, I believe it is uh, over $5 million. We have a system that basically invites tampering uh, in an election where we know there was hacking going on all over the place. In the state of Wisconsin, voting machines are used which have been made illegal in the state of California. The state of Michigan has some red flags in that there's an extremely high level of uh, blank votes. In the state of Pennsylvania, uh, voting machines are used which are not only the uh, touch screen systems, so-called DREs, which are the vulner particularly vulnerable uh, electronic machines, but these machines don't have a paper trail whatsoever. This is a recount undertaken by volunteers who will be trained and supported in order to do this. But this is indeed a people's voting system. We'll, we will be hand counting the paper ballots uh, in Wisconsin and in Michigan. Uh, once we have done the filing, that will take place on Monday. So, What is the dirty little secret about this story that I just brought you? What is it? What do you think it is? This is old news. This is old, old, old news. This, this news is now mm, probably seven years old. So what's my point? Here we are approaching the presidential election. And I want to ask you, I want you to think about this. What have Republicans done over the past six, seven, eight, nine, 
well, 20 years or so, what have they done to ensure ballot security? What have they done to change things? Has there been an outrage? Let's go to Colorado, for example. There is no evidence. There's no Jill Stein recount in Colorado. There's no there's no recount anywhere that I could think of that I could find. I didn't do that deep of a LexisNexis search. Where there was even maybe a city council race somewhere. But the point is, have you heard any Republican, county commissioner, state legislator, anywhere in the state of Colorado over the past five, six, seven years say a damn thing about voter fraud? Or let's have an audit of our systems. Let's see if the same kind of thing can occur here. Oh, I don't know. Just I'll pick my county, Douglas County which is controlled by three Republican county commissioners. Have, have they said or done anything? Have they questioned? Have they, have they asked the county, com, the county clerk, hey, um, how are things going? Uh, what kind of machines are we using? How are they working? Have you heard that in, oh, I don't know, have you heard it in Logan County? Have you heard it in uh, Gilpin County? Have you heard it in Cripple Creek? Have you heard it anywhere? Where, where have you heard it? Nowhere. Nowhere. Republicans, now I I don't want you to, well, you can draw any conclusion you want to from this. But what I don't want you to do is to think that every Republican all across the country endorses and acquiesces and condones cheating in our elections. The point I really want you to think about is, if, just if, there is even a scintilla of evidence anywhere about voter fraud that is legitimate and that a court can point to and say, oh, look, right here, this is wrong. Wouldn't that cause questions to be raised by every Republican in every county all across the country? And if there's not been those questions, why not? Why haven't we questioned it? Let me think it. Let's go to the parties. Now, I think that the Colorado Republican Party itself is a bunch of dysfunctional yahoos, but have they done anything? I mean, we have a Republican chairman in Colorado who is, uh, you know, a, a Trump person who has, you know, engaged in the conspiracy theories about the election being stolen. But what has he done? Nothing. Nobody wants to do anything. Nobody wants to discuss this. No, I mean, well, I should say, well, everybody wants to discuss it. But why is it that nobody does anything? Why do they just allow it to continue to occur unabated? Why do I bring this up at all? Doing, doing show prep for Saturday's program. I wasn't quite ready to do it on Saturday. But doing show prep for Saturday's program, I'm running across these old sound bites about Jill Stein and the, the, the number of voters exceeding the number of, or the number of votes exceeding the number of voters in, in these different counties in Michigan. And of course, you heard, uh, Stuart Varney give the description about, oh, I put it in, it jammed. Oh, let me put it in again, it jammed. Oh, put it in again, it jammed. And every time that it so-called, I'm using air quotes here, jams, it gets counted. 
that seems like a pretty damn good story. And here we are, I'm almost seven years later. And what? What's changed? <laughs> um, sorry to be so... Um, uh, what I hope I'm doing is, maybe you'll pick up your phone and call your county commissioner. And just ask them, have you checked our county? Has it? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know what? We, we, we... Yeah, I know it's Monday. I know it's early. I know Michael hit it, you know, hard immediately out of the gate. But but no talkbacks? You know, you know what? One of our other stations did receive a talkback. It's not for us. But I'm just going to play it because, you know, nobody's leaving us anything now. So so here, take that. So you're going to play a talkback from yeah. another station yeah. just so we'll have a talkback. Yeah, yeah. So here, here we go. Here, here. Well, I could just talk back to you. Brett, I just heard about what happened to you this weekend. I'm so glad you're all right. Wow, that must have been scary. Take care. There you well, go. Well, now we have to know what happened to to, to to Saunders. What happened to him? I don't know. I saw him walking in this morning. He looked fine. So probably, a, you know, a, a blister or something. Yeah. Yeah. Stumbled somewhere. And, and you know, and, and as I'm thinking about being a smartass about it, then I think to myself, I really should be careful about being a smartass about it because what if he narrowly missed death by something? Eh, probably a bad experience with some hummus. <laughs> or some bad experience with some magic mushrooms or something. I mean, you know. <laughs> hey, by the way, speaking of, speaking of bad experiences, so I, I didn't watch the game at all until uh, we met the son and daughter-in-law and the granddaughter for dinner. And I walk into the restaurant, and they have the TVs on, and I look up, and I see that it's 14 to nothing or 17 to yeah, nothing or something. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and then I had to look, oh, wait a minute, what, what quarter is it? And it was like the end of the third quarter or yeah, something. Yeah, that sounds about right. And my first thought was, I'm not exaggerating. My first thought was, I don't give a rat's ass about the Broncos. My first thought was, huh. I bet Brad, Brad I, I bet Dragon's at home. I bet Dragon's at home having a really good time right now. Just enjoying the game. Yeah. There were some scary moments, but, you know, it was, it was good. It yeah. was good. Well, anytime it's something to zero, it, I mean, scary moments. I'm... Well, there were some, you know, plays that got called back and, you know, things that, you know, touchdowns that didn't happen. And, you know, it, you know but that's okay. That's okay. And one <laughs> game away from first place. Thank you very much. So, do what? The Broncos are one game away from leading the division. No. Yeah. Are you kidding me? No. So then let me, because this, uh, the next thing I was going to ask you was, so my daughter-in-law, who's kind of like me, we're kind of like NFL's like, meh, meh, whatever. It's there. Meh. No yeah. she, she turned to me, of all people, at the dinner table and said, what, 
What's wrong? What's with this team? I thought they were a bunch of losers, and now they're winning all the time. What what happened? Yeah. So so tell her what 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 happened. The, the defense, you know, learned how to defense. Oh, so they learned how to play football. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so all it took was they 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 had a, they had a, a squad. Yeah, they didn't know how to play football, and so they spent the first half of the season learning to play football, and now they've learned that now they're doing okay. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. So the Walton guys spent billions of dollars to buy a team that didn't know how to play football, and then they bring in a you know a billion dollar coach or whatever they're paying Peyton, and, and now and now he's uh, he taught them how to play football. Yeah, exactly. See, there you go. You're putting it all together. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm just slow about this stuff. Well, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that you're happy. And there's a this upcoming game is a Saturday night game, so it's going to be a little awkward. Wait, it's Saturday night, yeah, exactly. And it's uh, in Detroit. Who? Another shocking fact is Detroit's actually doing pretty good right now. So could be kind of scary, but it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Well, let's, you know, if just in case Super Shoe's listening, let's just make fun of Detroit because, you know, he's a Michigander and, you know, he's always, you know, he, he's Mr. Sports Guy from Michigan. Hey, there have only been a couple of teams that have gone 0-16, lost the entire season. And, you know, Detroit's one of those teams, so congratulations to them. <laughs> just to needle it back into Super Shoe! <laughs> On Saturday, so... Um, you may recall that the president of the University of Pennsylvania, uh, I, let's see, Harvard, Harvard, and another president, I forget where the third one was from, uh, could not condemn the slaughter of Jews uh, back on October 7th. They just couldn't bring themselves to, to really say that, which I found absolutely fascinating. And then, um, what was his name? Stevens, I can't remember, or Lee, or whoever it was. Some, some guy that owns a hedge fund had contributed $100 million to the University of Pennsylvania. And he withdrew that. And I'm sure it was one of those gifts where, you know, they, they, they say the total value of the gift is $100 million, but it's doled out over 10 years, 20 years, or whatever, and it's an endowment of some sort. Or maybe it's for the future construction of a building. I don't know. $100 million. And he withdrew it. He withdrew it. And then he called on the university president to resign. On Saturday, indeed, Liz McGill, the president of the University of Pennsylvania, resigned from her position because she would not denounce calls for the genocide of Jews during that congressional hearing. Now, she's going to stay on until they find a replacement, which I always find fascinating because it's like, you know, um, aren't there some people around you that could temporarily fill in while they look for somebody else? Uh, So she wrote this uh, on Saturday. Dear members of the Penn community, I write to share the president. Uh, this is from the uh, uh, oh, um, the, the 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 board. Scott Bach, the board of Tru- board of trustees. That's what I was trying to think. Dear members of the Penn community, I write to share that President Liz McGill has voluntarily tendered her resignation as president of the University of Pennsylvania. 
Now, I'm going to skip the next sentence because, well, that gives away the point that I want to make. Did you put some air quotes around voluntarily? Yes. Okay. That's that's also a good point, too. But the next sentence is the one that I want to avoid because, well, this is the hilarious part. On behalf of the entire Penn community, I want to thank President McGill for her service to the university as president, and I want to wish her well. Sounds like she's going away, doesn't it, Dragon? Like, you know. It does, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We will be in touch in the coming days to share plans for interim leadership of Penn. President McGill has agreed to stay on until an interim president is appointed. President McGill shared the following statement, which I include here. <clears throat> it has been... You know, It has been my privilege to serve as president of this remarkable institution. It has been an honor to work with our faculty, students, staff, alumni, and community members to advance Penn's vital missions. Best Scott Bach, Chair, Board of Trustees. By the way, he resigned, too. Uh, So, yes, Dragon points out very astutely that um, she has voluntarily tendered a resignation. I'm sure that many of the Board of Trustees went like this. Do you want to be fired or do you want to leave on your own? So she's volunteer, voluntarily tending her resignation as president of the University of Pennsylvania. <clears throat> now, what do you think she's going to do, Drag, and get a job at Starbucks? I think she's still a, going to be a professor. She's still employed well, there. Well, guess what? Something there, right? Quote, she will remain a tenured faculty member at Penn Carey School of Law. Yeah, she's not going anywhere. She ain't she's going anywhere. Just the, she's just not the boss anymore. She's just not the boss. Well, and, and actually, in some way, because she's a tenured faculty, she kind of is the boss, because tenured faculty pretty much just runs the show anyway. Good grief, people. There is no accountability anywhere. You can say that, you know, when, when students call for... Now, People will say, but Michael, I thought you were a free speech advocate. I am. But if if I were to call for the extermination, I I hereby demand the extermination of all black people in, the, in, in this country, or I hereby demand that all black people be returned to their native continent of Africa, which is stupid because it's not necessarily their native, country, uh, native continent, or I hereby call... For the extermination of all Presbyterian. Well, that's not really true because you you voluntarily become a Presbyterian. Um, Or uh, I I hereby call for the, you know what, Native Americans. You know, we didn't finish the job. We, 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 We pushed the Native Americans. We kept pushing them, you know, westward and westward, you know, trail of tears and all of that. And then we, you know, then we, then we, we discovered all the wild Indians out here, you know, the Comanches and the Sioux and all of those. And so then we had to fight them and, you know, cram them down on the reservations. And now they're just soaking up all these resources because of alcoholism and drug abuse and illiteracy and everything else. It's just time to, you know, I, I, I call for the extermination of Native Americans. And then Dragon says, I have to take a break here. <laughs> uh, but, but I wouldn't do that. Because I'm calling for the killing of people. It's not protected speech. Not protected at all. Yet, somehow, people want to claim that calling for the genocide, which is the elimination of, Jews is somehow okay. Man, we live in a bizarre old world.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mike, Dragon, you win. Here's a talk back. You can play it. Yada, yada, yada. Jeez. But just because you whined about it, you're not getting credit for it. Yeah, thanks, girl dad. Leaving that on KOA. But you're cute that you think we actually get credit for talkbacks. Wait a minute. He left that on KOA? Sure did. Girl dad left a talkback on that station? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Just because he wanted to be a you know smart ass to us and give us a talkback. On another station, which, of course, I'm going to listen to them because all of the other stations so far have only gotten two, and we've been on the air for an hour. But uh, but he's funny that he thinks that management actually cares about the number of talkbacks that we get. <laughs> we, we, we don't care about anything. We, we don't care about anything. Management oh, cares about one thing. It ain't talkbacks. We love the talkbacks. You and I and the goobers love the talkbacks. But that that's not the numbers that they they measure us by. Exactly. Somebody sent me a uh, Twitter thread, an X thread, excuse me. Uh, starts out, this is from November 20. Mojave County, is this in Arizona County? Uh, I can't tell with that. Yes, it must be in Ari- yes, in Arizona County. We'll vote on whether to require hand counting of ballots in 2024. Arizona Attorney General Chris Mays is now threatening criminal criminal prosecutions for the supervisors for voting on this decision. Wow. So in Arizona, the county commissioners are thinking about implementing hand counting hand counting and the man Democrats will do anything. And the Arizona Attorney General is now threatening criminal prosecutions for the county supervisors for voting on a decision. Really? Wow. But here's what's interesting. Um, Somebody tweets to, to the Douglas County commissioners, can we do this in Douglas County requiring can counting all ballots? George Teal Responds in a couple of responses. That's a very interesting question, but one better posed to Sherry Davis. Here in Colorado, all voting process authority rests with the individual county clerks and the Secretary of State. Even then, the clerks only have the autonomy allowed under state rules set by the Secretary of State. We as county commissioners have no real authority over elections. Oh, yes, you do. You have the power of the purse. You're the ones that appropriate the money for the machines. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.